Welcome to the Life Bee Podcast. In every episode, we dive into the most relatable aspects of life, helping you navigate the complexities of our contemporary world. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome back to the Life Bee Podcast. It's an honor to be in your living room, on your computer, on your tablet, on your phone, wherever you're watching this, wherever you're listening to this on i i apple pods google pods spotify youtube you're welcome uh, it's a great day to be alive and today on the pod i have a wonderful gentleman this guy is family i want to introduce to sam and bring to the rest an amazing gentleman called elijah chitaka elijah is an artist he's a his many things that we're going to learn today and just dive into his life a bit. Welcome Elijah. Thank you Sammy for this opportunity. Mm-hmm. I'm so humbled to be here. Yeah. And uh, I know we're going to have a good time. That's <laughs> lovely. Um uh, Elijah, tell us a bit about yourself. Um Elijah Chitaka is my name. I'm a musician, mm-hmm. songwriter, producer. Uh a responsible man. <laughs> responsible man. Yeah, and a Christian. That's great. Yes. Um, let's go back. What what uh, was it like growing up for you, artistically? <clears throat> did you start music as a child? Did you, you know where did you start? Uh, music starts when um, when I was born because as as uh, I think I was born. <laughs> <laughs> yeah music starts when i was born because uh the kind of setting where i grew up from Mm. was uh was kind of a magical Mm. kind of church setting um my parents uh, are musicians Mm. uh servants of god so it was easy for me to tap music since uh praise and worship is Every it's day, part of, it's part of your life. <laughs> yeah, every day. Yeah. So it has really been um, um, an elevation from uh, being um, that boy to this man right, right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, coming from church, mm-hmm. um, I love playing drums in church. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of fell for the drums. Which after school I went to to join uh, the music industry here in Kampala, mm-hmm. and um, I played drums for a few artists: Maurice, mm. uh, artist Kasozi, uh, Limitex, so many people. Mm. Yeah, and um, I'm trying to be like as fast as I can. You know, it's okay. To <laughs> take your time. Let, let's just go back to to your playing drums. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm wondering. Your, your mom sings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your sisters sing. Yeah. Your brother plays keyboard. He's a producer, producer Eliakis. You have another brother who's a pastor. Yeah, yeah. So in all these things, your dad's a pastor. How, how come for you you chose drums? I think I was, uh, I was attracted to rhythms, you know, mm-hmm. the, the hits of uh, the beats, Mm. the groove i think i was just um i was just about to be that kind of person mm. to myself so learning an instrument uh 
in the setting where I grew up from was it wasn't actually compulsory but it was just natural mm. you either have an instrument to sing or you have an instrument to play so yeah because you're in a, a family that does music yeah. and you're around church and that's what happens yeah so it was it was kind of not a challenge but um, daily life mm. yeah so music has been daily life from childhood ever since i was born to um coming to uh, doing my own career of music Mm. Yeah. Okay, so so who was the first artist you played drums for? How how long did you play drums in church? Uh I started playing drums in church when I was I think 7 years. Wow. Yeah. The times when uh the big boys are not around, you <laughs> you take over. And <laughs> That's when every every time someone is missing is an yeah, opportunity so. for you. It's an opportunity for you to mm. actually jump on the drums, mm. learn more. Mm. Uh, I was so like I, I actually taught myself how to play drums in church. Wow! Just watching people play, mm-hmm. and every time I could have time with the drums, I would sit down and try to figure out how they do it. So it was, I think, the passion I had for for the drums. Wow, for all the instruments you chose drums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it because in the family nobody played drums or you just felt your instrument was drums? No, actually, actually my brother plays drums. Eli plays. Eli drums. plays drums. Yeah, yeah. I know guitar, he plays bass. Yeah, he used to play every instrument. Oh, wow. Yeah, so mm-hmm. for me I chose drums, but mm-hmm. uh, I learned a bit of keyboard as well in church. Mm-hmm. Um like it was really hard for you as i said it, it was really hard for you to not to learn something mm. you you you're forced by yourself to learn something yeah because your environment is because in because i remember those times in church when there was no keyboard distinct you have to figure out how the service has to go on in church mm-hmm. so you try to learn a few chords and then it goes to another level whereby you can play something so mm. i think even uh learning some keyboard has helped me as a producer mm. to actually have a um, a kind of taste in music you know because mm. i don't i don't actually play uh keyboard but i actually know the harmonies mm. that i need to have a chord to 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 structure them to out to structure them out so yeah. uh my thing is when 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 i actually get the harmony mm-hmm. of a chord Mm-hmm. I get to know this is the chord I need. Mm. So I give myself like 10 minutes to actually be be fluent with the keyboard. Mm. So that's that, that that's actually how I got to learn and uh, I used to observe a lot in church. I was so observant. Mm. Um being that all the time you're around church uh having to watch choirs practice you know mm-hmm. like a lot of activity around so i never used to sing in church i wouldn't say i sang anything in church i actually was when <laughs> you started singing i was shocked yeah cuz i've always known you for drums yeah so yeah i didn't actually have any time to sing in church mm. but i was so observant mm. to, to 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 a point that <clears throat> if this is if this happens like every day Mm. you you're going to go for rehearsals uh, mm. of choirs like doing their thing mm. you know having to see like someone play drums mm. having to see a keyboardist mm. 
Mm. Like I was so observant with everything. I learned harmonies through uh, through watching those choirs from like um, my childhood yeah. to me actually having an understanding about music mm. yeah, as a subject. Okay. So it wasn't so hard for me to figure out a few things, mm. and also the the gift of like, like the gift from God, the the talent. So mm. yeah. So what? Who was the first artist you really played drums for outside the the church? The usual church. setting. Uh, when I when I when I when I started like um, playing gigs, I remember my first gig was. Uh, given to me by a gentleman called Semo. Mm. Um, when I met Semo, Semo was working with uh, Michael Chitanda, Happy. Chaze. Mm. Yeah, so I fell into that kind of trap mm. where I found uh, already established musicians mm-hmm. in the industry mm. of uh, live music. So I had to learn a lot from the church setting yeah. into the gig setting because they're two different worlds, you know. I know. And as a drummer, you need to be more versatile with everything that comes on the table. Mm. It's not about uh, playing this, playing like like in church, we, we almost play like a few kinds of style. Mm. Uh, those days, mm. coming to these days where church like is crazy with music, you know. <laughs> you either play Lingala. <laughs> yeah, those days oh. used to be like Lingala. <laughs> It's the whole thing, <laughs> the praise and worship ballad. Yeah. So being there, it was um, it was kind of a challenge, but I love the fact that it was a challenge because mm. I was starting to open up my my real self. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to actually accept the gift from God, like the music, uh, the musical understanding. Mm. So I meet a happy. And my coach Danda, so I started playing with them for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And since they were already like exposed to yeah. so many uh, places, mm. that's when I get to know. Like I get to see the, the, this kind of other world that I've never seen. Yeah, uh, finding musicians that are actually one of the best in in Kampala. Mm. So. I took time to learn from already that was there and adding on to what I had. So <clears throat> meeting those people, that's when I I meet people from other bands. Mm. I, I, um, I meet, uh, I remember those days, Quela was still doing the yeah, Quela Junction. Case, yeah. So I started being uh, observant again mm. in that kind of world. Mm. And... Uh, yeah, it went on like that, having to interact with other people mm. growing up. That's that's when I, I started actually even playing for like Morris. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it was a journey. Mm. It wasn't an easy journey because, you know, challenges were many, yeah. you know. With also things. a lot to learn so yeah, fast. Yeah, yeah, a lot to learn so fast. Mm. And I think it was more of commitment and I think the love for, for music. Mm. Yeah. And all this was self-taught. Yeah, this was all self-taught. Wow! But also getting like inspired from, from other the people, people in yeah, the yeah. industry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because now you became a professional drummer, and you had to, you had to learn very fast to be able to play for all different kinds of artists and different yeah. genres. It was. Wow. It, it wasn't. It wasn't actually easy. Yeah. I remember a time when uh, um, I had to take 
Roy Kasika's gigs, all Roy Kasika's gigs. It was <laughs> it, it was really a challenge, and actually Roy helped me a lot to mm. be one of the best drummers in in town because it was the biggest challenge to f- like to sit in his chair to actually. Yeah, Roy is amazing. We salute yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Roy Kasika. He's an amazing <laughs> drummer. Roy yeah. has played literally for everybody Every, that's a yeah. good musician. He's an excellent drummer, and for him to to give you his gigs, he yeah. trusted you. Yeah, because he's amazing. So, having moved like all that journey of music, I I get that opportunity from mm-hmm. Roy to actually get phone calls from the artist he has been playing for. Oh, okay. Uh, I remember there's a time when Morris called me, mm. and I was like, "Wow, Morris just called me for a gig." Mm. But then it was like it, I was excited for real. I know. But again, it was kind of a, ch- a, a, a challenge because of his kind of music. And Maurice Kia is not a guy you just play anything. He's yeah, very yeah. critical. He knows exactly what he, he wants and where. So you have to be on top <laughs> of your game. So mm. having to be in uh, that kind of chair opened a lot of doors for me. Mm. Um, I had a, I remember I had a great time with Kaskasozi. I think Kaskasozi is one of the people is another that, excellent one. that actually opened my eyes. Yes. And I found out so many things about myself. Mm. He's actually the best teacher of my life. Wow, that's yeah. beautiful. We salute you, Kaskasozi. Kaskasozi is another excellent guitarist, yeah. keyboard player. Producer, like I actually call him a vacuoso. He doesn't like it. <laughs> he, when <laughs> yeah, he's he's amazing. I haven't really worked with Kaz. He's a friend, but I've been at gigs he's played at. That's yeah. how I know him. He's worked with a lot of my friends, but he's excellent at everything he does, and he mm. pours his whole self into it. Yeah, like I've never seen someone so crazy about music. Like oh, he becomes Kaz. somebody else. Yeah, he's very crazy with music. Yeah, but. Uh, I love the fact that he gave us an opportunity to to find what is inside ourselves. I remember the time I was with uh, Ronnie Bo Kenya, mm-hmm. Lawrence Matovu. Yeah. Um we had the trio Tabu. Yeah. With um with Kaz himself. Yeah. And I had a great experience. Oh yeah, yeah. Now I remember Trio yeah. Tabu. I had forgotten. Trio Tabu was uh, Kaz, you and Lawrence. Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. Yes, you were the trio. Then Ronnie came in. Ronnie, the drummer. Ronnie, Ronnie the, the keyboard. Kenya, the keyboard yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And trust me, if, like we had a very great time with with Kaz, and mm. I got to learn a lot of things about myself, the improvisation kind mm. of sense, mm. the the discipline. You know, mm-hmm. the most thing about music, I think it's it's hard to be disciplined, mm. even when something is hectic in a way, mm. like. The, the 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 power of being hectic but disciplined yes yeah we learned a lot for real a lot it was like family you know we had a great time as yeah. as musicians you know mm. and um coming from there from cars that's when i actually start uh writing actually my, actually the first time i've ever sang was at the soiree Mm. The cascas was a soiree. Yeah. And I remember I sang that uh, my song called Me and You mm-hmm. of that album. So I was in the process of actually writing um, a number of songs. Mm-hmm. The songs actually released on the first album I released, Son, Son of, of Kaloli. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> moving on from 
like uh, being a drummer i was writing songs mm. even in school by the way uh, now songwriting for me starts from school okay when i was in school i used to write songs but i was too shy to sing mm. so i was this kind of person who would sing alone and i wouldn't even sing for for anybody for anybody yeah but i could actually understand what everything about music is the harmony uh the feeling about music mm. specifically because uh i felt like um music as a you know i call music music is like a planet of its own mm-hmm. so having to understand everything from all the chords and like the music understanding singing all the harmony singing everything was just natural for me mm. you know i've never been there to learn how to sing this or that it just came wow yeah so so how do you then wake up in the morning because i remember it was i think it was about lockdown yeah lockdown. when you started releasing your music yeah, yeah, from yeah. son of kalol i woke up one morning and there was something on youtube i think you had posted a video yeah, during yeah. lockdown i'm like what when did elijah start singing yeah <laughs> and i think you sent me a link and i'm thinking okay elijah singing i've never heard elijah sing <laughs> and i was like wow what what happened that got you to that place where you said now i am going to start singing I think um my understanding my understanding of music as I just I just I just told you mm. earlier music is a planet for me it has mm. all these different countries continents I feel like music is wide like some of I've 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 grown up seeing you doing a lot of things and mm. like in the music industry I've seen you sing yeah. I've seen you do production yeah. I've seen you do a lot of things Mm. and i feel there's no limitation for for anything in music that's true you know i started producing in, it, it was lockdown when i started producing yeah sitting on a computer to learn how to produce was eli helping you with this or it was just on your own it was actually i know like i used to observe eli doing oh, everything then you'd secretly go and do your thing on yes, the side so i tried to understand i asked him a few things yeah but i was eager to find out things on mm. my own you know okay. having time to myself because the challenges as artists we get is mm. sometimes there's no time from the people especially when you're growing up as an artist yeah it's hard to have that time because you don't have enough money to pay for studio exactly you don't have literally like you just have yourself you don't have anything <laughs> anything even the people to help you is yeah. is like pulling teeth you know, people are busy people, are people busy. don't believe in you they think you're just, yeah, playing, you're around, just playing around you know so, so it's very hard you so literally have to fight for yourself to start so, out so i actually got that challenge of people aren't really serious mm. about <clears throat> me trying to shift to singing yeah like hey, you have to sing And then everybody is thinking you're good at drums. Why are you wasting why you, our time? Yeah, you you're not going to down? sing. You just want you're excited. <laughs> just play your drums. Yeah, so Yeah. I learned how to produce because of such challenges whereby 
there's no one at that particular moment when you're in the moment of creating something okay. awesome, you know. So because, you have to do it yourself because nobody will help you. Yes, because it takes time. Yeah. You're, you're going to have an idea. You have to call a producer. Mm. Producer has to give you time. And they're busy. They're busy. Yet you're in your creative yeah, element so at that time. <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to end up like pushing it all the time, pushing yeah. it all the time. Because it's like, City Wodelo, Sijaksobola. And for real, you lag, you lag a bit. Yeah. So I took time to learn production during COVID. Mm-hmm. And we produced, uh, actually, before, mm-hmm. I'd already started producing because I produced most most of the songs on my album. On the first one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I used just a laptop and uh, trying to chop samples and do that to put it really? together. Yeah, yeah. No keyboards, nothing. No keyboards. Samples. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's genius. And you did that whole album was that nine tracks? It was ten. Ten tracks. Yeah. We just chopping samples. Chopping here samples, and there. chopping drum samples. loops. Yeah, yeah. Drum loops. Oh man. I think that was they're hard. like they're like I think three songs that I didn't produce. Yeah. Ellie produced one song. Yeah. Hudson. Uh Hudson Hanks? Yeah, Hudson okay. Hanks produced two. Okay. So the rest I went back to chopping. chopping. So <laughs> wow. And my brother helped me out on uh, mastering. So yeah. I wanted to release, uh, I actually released it on my birthday, yeah. which was the year of COVID, yeah. 30th March. Mm. And uh, that's, I think COVID had started. Mm-hmm. And I thought about it. I was like, should I release this music or should I keep it after COVID? Mm. Because we all expected it's going to end soon. Yeah, soon. But like since... It's going to end soon. Let me just <laughs> <laughs> let me just finish everything. Let now. me just release this music. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have a structure of yeah uh, any idea about uh, uh, how to push the music yeah, online. Yeah, or what? Or I just you just had your music. I just and let you the wanted mu- people yeah. to hear it. I just let the music out. Yeah, you know, on a channel, and mm-hmm. surprisingly, when I shared like a few links, people mm-hmm. were engaging a bit. Yeah. When you have like a hundred viewers, it's it's really that's beautiful. Yeah, at that time you're you're yeah. happy, you know. Yeah. So yeah, COVID went on and I wanted to go further. Since I had all these beautiful people with me, amazing artists, um, I decided to create a band, mm-hmm. you know, take music to the next level. I learned a lot of things during COVID and uh after like COVID had like um, had come down, mm. I called my guys Ernest, uh, Joey, Sam, Mukoki, mm. uh, who have I forgotten? Michael Sevolime. Yeah. Um, who have I forgotten? I'm still. I am a monk on the drums. Yeah. So we create something. I do like an online show of my own. Yeah get like a studio. That's the first one I saw and I was like, this boy is yeah. really serious now. So I, I get a studio. Yeah. Guys were committed. I, I love I love those guys because they made me who I am. They, yeah, they're they part were like of, family. Yeah, they were family. Because you guys did a bunch of gigs together. You actually yeah, yeah, became yeah. a real band that yeah. was playing around. Even so, when you were not singing, you were playing drums and the rest were yeah, playing yeah. with you. Yeah. So having all this connection and guys believing in me, uh, it like it gives me actually every time I'm I'm still with 
all of them. Yeah. It gives me like a smile when I tell them about where we came from to be where we are right now. Because mm. I still play with them even till now. Yeah. But uh, at that time, we didn't have anything, any money. Mm. Like for real, we weren't even working. Just a dream. And guys, I know you'd to, wait for gigs that <laughs> yeah. take long to come and it's little money. So, yeah. No, actually, it was COVID. Well, oh, yeah. we when you got that, doing, it was yeah. COVID. There was nothing happening. Yeah. So, guys, uh, actually, understand the vision. Yeah. We sit down. We start doing something. I had uh, uh, a gentleman called Nash Michaels. Mm. He used to be helping me out with my brother. Yeah. Uh, yes, he was part of everything. Yes, as well. man, Rafiki. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I go on. Do rehearsals, the um, transport. I know. Money. At China transport, you get something oh, yeah. for for them. Yeah. So going forward, Nitukula rehearsal, then I did that uh, YouTube video mm-hmm. where I was playing like the songs on the album. Yeah. And and I felt and I felt happy with my soul because I, I saw I saw myself somewhere. Mm. It wasn't, but it was still actually passion of music. It wasn't mm. like we weren't even like thinking about to make money or, or money or anything. <laughs> you were just expressing yourself. Yeah, we're just passionate about music. Mm. And um, the good thing, uh, COVID came uh, lower again. Mm. Where we could actually play some some gigs together. Yeah. So Fez actually reach uh, reaches out to me, mm-hmm. and uh, I remember there was an organization of online shows that yeah. happened during COVID. So I took part of one. Yeah. And it was really nice. It was also another kind of elevation to. Yeah. To myself, to, to another also wider yeah, audience. Yeah, wider audience. People. I remember yeah. it was also online. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was the the online shows Fazer uh, did Faiza, yeah. right through COVID to the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I get the opportunity from Fazer because I was working with Fazer. Yeah. So being a drummer helped me a lot to tap into everything I got like after. Oh, yeah. Coming to singing, it was easier for me to... Because you had now the connections to promoters, producers, yeah, yeah, yeah. managers, events yeah. organizers and everything. Because you had worked with them as a drummer. Yeah, I'd worked with them as a drummer. Yeah. Most people used to come for gigs. Oh, um, where you played. Where I played and we used to interact. Mm. So it was it was kind of easier for me. Not so hard for me. like mm. So easier for me because... Now you've turned into a uh, like a musician or a singer, mm. and you need to tap into all these um, places like Feza. Worked with Elijah Chitaka for mm. a long time. Just Nem Safari. Sick. I know you. You keep There's, telling people Elijah Chitaka. <laughs> and they ask which Elijah Chitaka, <laughs> Feza or Elijah Chitaka, the singer. Now you're the singer, Elijah yeah. Chitaka. I actually worked at Feza. I was there A&R for about a year. Mm-hmm. Elijah Chitaka believes in live band artists a lot. Yeah, he yeah, would yeah. make so many sacrifices, even if 
He never made money. Yeah, yeah. He would say, let's do a concert. You never know who will come. Let's do a concert. Put your content out there. He supported very many of yeah. the artists. Big ups to Mr. Elijah Chitaka Feza and Muiza Shahai, who works yeah. with Feza, who really have helped a lot of us. Yeah. So you put out that album. You started doing your gigs. So I started doing uh, the Feza gig comes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I got a few people online mm. but yeah like I, i got some money you that's know? good which was kind of uh a good start interesting you know yeah <laughs> and every time i used to get the money yeah i used to share like we used to share it with the band with the band yeah this everyone gets the same amount amount of money yeah if it's little that's we beautiful. share like if it's this we share that like that's you are family yeah we're family yeah so <clears throat> going on from feza now um you know at some point you know life goes up and goes down again so mm. after the feza show i first now come down mm. i was still doing gigs as well mm. i remember uh so i remember concerts weren't like open places of uh entertainment yeah i was still in lockdown So I first chill but doing as like I was actually producing songs. Yeah. So many songs. I was in the process of actually understanding the production side of me, mm. like trying to trick with sound, mm. how I balance this, how I do this, how I do that. Mm. Coming to every interesting part about production. Mm. So by the time um they opened us up from the lockdown show started um rust and ram comes up mm-hmm. and um i call benon because benon used to come for for all your live for shows. the live shows yeah and um i talked to him i called him and be like hey benon what's up i saw the poster for rust and ram i would really want to perform mm-hmm. and he was like yeah 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 that's possible Just give me a second, let me call you back. Mm. So, I chill. Like I chill. I'm like, oh. Yeah, you're like, okay. Okay. He calls you, <laughs> call if he mm. if he doesn't does call next time. Yeah. So I was on, I was actually at, I was actually on my bed. Mm. And I see a phone call from Ben and I'm like, ah. So we talk about um he tells me, "Yeah, I, we want you to perform as well." Mm. We talk about everything for me to be there. Mm. And I went there and it was really a good show. Uh the most uh lovely thing about the show was people didn't know the music mm. but they gave time to the music That's to understand cool. who is this guy. Mm. So it was really a nice performance having to be in front of all those people i've never been in front of so many people like it was my first time mm, to be up front and I, I, and i really at that point i really had to respect every artist who who wakes up every who morning wakes up to stand every morning before to stand before people mm. you know it's not really easy i think mm. i think some of you know like the first the first two minutes you're you're going on stage and yeah, they're screaming your and name all, yeah. and you're nervous your heart starts to pump so fast mm. and you have to calm yourself down 
for real, I was scared about the show. <laughs> and uh, I got the confidence from how people like embraced me, you know? Yeah. So the first minute of the first song, I was scared. Mm. And, I, I, and I gained the confidence after a while. And uh, it was really a nice performance. I had fun with the guys. Though there were challenges, you know, there, there were always challenges, you know. Of course. Challenges of uh, doing rehearsals, doing mm-hmm. this, doing that. Like, And then now it's different. You're not behind the drums. Now you're, now the, artist. you're the artist. You have to carry all your weight. You're the artist. And yeah. At that point, I used to try to coordinate the band. Yeah. Like you're the artist, but you're already doing a lot of work even before you go on stage. I know. You understand? <laughs> It's like you're going to manage everything till yes. you're on stage yeah. because you don't have a that's, team. To that's how it happens when yeah, you're starting yeah. out. You don't have <laughs> an assistant. You don't have a music director. You have no team. It's just you and the band. Yeah, so yeah. moving on forward, mm. we have a great show. Uh, Benon and Julius reach out. Mm. Um, I go to Swang's. We talk, I talk to Julius, he asked me like, yo, what's 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 up? What's your tell me about your vision as an artist? Mm. I tell him exactly mm. how I felt. And we had a very good interaction. And um that's how I joined Swans. But even before getting signed, mm. uh after that show, I was called at Swans. Then I spent a year at Swans. Without, oh. a, without even being... Without a song. Without, without a, No, I was actually comp- like doing writing. songs, writing, oh, composing songs. So it was songs. preparation, not performances, but writing, putting yeah, yeah, product yeah. together. So they call me, mm. they tell me, no, you can you can come and use studios. Yeah. Studios are available. Record whenever you can. Yeah. Record whenever you can. Mm. So going over time, I became oh, family. This is the time when we were having the, the time we did the Limitex concert when yeah, you yeah, would yeah, go yeah, to yeah. Swangs and then come yeah, for yeah, rehearsals. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. So okay. at some point, <clears throat> I did a lot of music. Remember, I'd learned my production skills. So yeah. I used to sit in a uh, studio, figure out a few things. Mm. Um, coming to a body of work. Mm. Uh, and I get the opportunity of getting signed. That's beautiful. Yeah. And this is where I am right now today. Yeah, your your Swangs Avenue's latest signing at the time of this recording and your music. I've shared your music with very many people and they're so excited. They're like, where did this guy come from? With that, I'm asking. So you're a pastor's kid. Uh, you signed to Swangs Avenue, you're playing the clubs, you're, you're everywhere, you know, you're playing secular music, like they say. I know. What? <laughs> 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 you figured where I was going with that yeah, question. Yeah. What, what, how did, first of all, how did your parents take it and how did the church take it? Uh, there's always a lot of judgment, of course. Yes. You know? Being a pastor's kid, yeah, there are these people who go to church every day. Yeah, they're being uh, told the word of God. Mm-hmm. 
and now they see the person trying to preach to them having a son who is <laughs> he's playing in the clubs yeah. and is on TV dancing with girls <laughs> i know but yeah i think uh i think personally i'm a good fearing person yeah and um music is a business yeah yeah music is business though there's a there's really a, a, a conflicting royal like i know royalty between doing such the kind of music i do yeah. and having a religious kind of background but do do your parents did you have a bit of a problem with them yeah those those because uh, i know from i'm a pastor from from that side your parents are thinking we've raised this young man in the church i know to serve god okay he can play drums but now he's an artist he's singing <laughs> secular music Yeah, like yeah, that and, will disturb very many yeah, because but, go on go but on. uh personally i got to understand yeah i took i took time to understand exactly how things have really changed yeah you know being raised from church mm. doesn't stop you from being the best musician in the whole world that's true the the best thing to do is still be that person inside of you mm. because some at the end of the day we're in a generation where we have to survive mm. we're in a generation whereby we are becoming fathers yes oh you're a father you understand yeah, yeah. you have bills so to pay yeah. you have bills to pay you have a lot of things to to look at yeah and if you have this opportunity to to sing or do anything mm. because i'm not i'm not hiding anything from anyone yeah i'm actually on tv you you cannot hide yes you're on, <laughs> you're on concerts you're on tv you're yes. on different people's you cannot hide in this city yeah. everywhere you go you're a celebrity now you walk into a place and this is a lie yeah you, like you can't you, know? you can't hide all that yeah but the best thing to do is having even respect for the parents i know it was kind of hard for them to Definitely. understand yeah because it's it's way beyond different <laughs> it's it's two worlds and i know they they never saw it coming because it's not like you started singing and yeah, you yeah, went yeah. and did a collab it was see it you were a drummer <laughs> and then the next time you have a couple of songs that they're like okay yeah, and yeah. then now you're on big stages you're signed you assigned artist to a big the be- biggest record label in the country probably one of the best in East Africa and now you're on the big stages singing music that is not gospel music i know it's it's tough but one thing i believe my perspective is that um and i've told a few of my friends that when we grow up in church it's not like god gifted everyone and created them to sing in church yeah 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 you know what i mean it's like saying you've grown up in a house of an army man you should be, <laughs> you should a, soldier. be a soldier <laughs> actually that is one thing i yeah. keep on telling people as well yeah. i keep on telling people god called my dad to be a pastor yes god has a reason why everything is happening in my life yes. on my side yeah because he's there in exactly what i'm doing mm. god is everywhere god is katonda swano yambo mubyo kuba Yes. <laughs> because you understand yeah. because at the end of the day we have nafe kenyini tufuna challenges that's true nikatonda mm. 
we get challenges with God. Yeah. Even when he's not answered your prayer when you want him to answer now. <laughs> so you're trying to figure things yes, out because you're trying he's to not figure answering things yeah. out. Yeah, I understand. I feel like God is there for everyone. That's true. And he has a reason why every life is designed the way it is. Yeah. Mm. It's true. At the end of the day, music being a musician is the same thing as being a pastor. Mm. Because every time you're on that stage, you're healing souls. True. You understand? Mm. I take music to be a spiritual understanding mm. that actually involves healing in it. Yeah. Because there are people who are always in our DMs telling mm. I love this song. It has changed my life. It has done this. Yes. If you I feel like music is <laughs> music is uh music is medicine mm. to so many people. Yeah. I know we do all this music, netokola music what in what. Onzo sawo mutunga wa distress. No mukubira kaimba kenga kama zina na kana kaimba buli wenzi na kanzi jako stress. Stress. Yeah. Nkagala nyo. So I feel like I'm happy that I'm healing a few people. Mm. Yeah, as well. Zenganze. Yeah. That's interesting. I had a similar conversation with the late Moze Radio. I used to go to his house once every two, three weeks to just have conversations, open the Bible and share with him and pray together. He had gotten born again by the time of his passing and I used to go and fellowship with him. And he told me something that made me laugh so hard, but he it was very true. He said, you know, you're a gospel artist. God called you to minister in music. And I said, oh yes, I am. Then he says, God called me to nourish souls. I'm like, get out of here. He said, no, <laughs> God called me to nourish souls. When I sing, people fall in love. When I sing, people get away from their stress. So God has yeah. called me to do that. God has given me this gift. And I'm like, this guy is intelligent. And he told me something that is interesting. He told me many people in the church used to attack him and they used to tell him, music go imba once he was stunned. And he asked me, did the devil ever create any music? Why do people from the church like saying music is of yeah, the yeah, devil? Yeah, yeah. He's like, the devil doesn't have any music. Music is of God. It's people who use it wrongly. And I said, brother, you're true. So I believe, like I said, I believe that God has gifted us. It's how we use the gifts and also how we live our lives to inspire other people to, to know that there's a God that gifts people differently. That's that's my personal conviction on this, if you ask me. But but uh, on a personal level, yeah. like I feel every person or specifically me, yeah. I grew up from a religious family. Yes. The truth is I've 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 done everything in church. Yeah. I've fasted, I've You pray. I've prayed. <laughs> I've done everything. I yes. still pray till now. You've served at the altar, you've I've you've ushered, yes. you've played drums in the church, you've done it all. I've done it all. Yeah. But where I am right now, mm. it comes to a sense whereby my soul mm. is still that soul. Yes. You understand? Mm -hmm. I'm still God fearing. Yes. I am still going to pray. Yes. Though okay, I might not go to church every Sunday. Yeah. 
you understand because mm-hmm. people abantu bagamanti omuntu atagenda kuchurch every Sunday good so if you don't go to church every Sunday you've backslidden for those who don't understand but every Uganda. day every day we talk to god yes you understand yeah we are always talking to god yeah even when I was coming here I was talking to god like oh god how mm. is this day going to be mm. you understand yes he will answer he mm. will show you the way mm. still when i'm doing music thinking about all those relics yeah. there's god mm. bringing those words to me mm. you, you understand yeah and those those words stand up to be the medicine for the people mm. so i feel my dad being a pastor and me being an artist mm. there's still a bond okay you know you both are bringing <laughs> something that is healing yeah, to people yeah still a bond and uh he's okay with it. finally like he came to understand yeah, this side slowly by slowly it's it's not it's not it's something gradual. easy i know but uh slowly by slowly they went on like understanding mm. exactly how the world is lately okay yeah uh as we wind down you talked about a child how how does it feel being a parent how old is your child uh she's five. Five. wow 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 yeah. wow, wow. How how do you feel being a parent and being an artist? Uh what what are the challenges? You being an artist, you do shows at night, then you wake up late, sometimes you have to leave home very early in the morning, sometimes you have to travel all over the mm. country. How how is that going? Uh I think it's how it's how you manage your time with okay. with everything. Yeah. You will not be there at full time but every time you decide to be there you have to be there. Mm. Yeah. I know it's kind of hard. Sometimes you wake up, sometimes you're sleeping and she's not around and you know you're going to spend like days without being home so Yeah. It's just an understanding. It's it, like it's just adjusting to mm. both times because but every time you get time where you know I think it's the most precious time okay yeah, because you have to intentionally make time for her. because every time you're actually doing the job you're thinking about everything you've left home hmm. yeah that's beautiful have you ever thought of doing a gospel album um uh, not an album Yeah. But I've thought of uh putting a few songs that are gospel on every album I do. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're still true to your roots to something yeah, that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've even written like gospel. I have a few gospel songs on my hard drive. Though. Hey, you need to give me one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll send I'll send you I'll send you some. Sure. Yeah, so life is generally uh a beautiful thing though the mm. kind of generation we we live now mm. is so sad people are in pain mm. people are mentally not okay mm. there's a lot of challenges happening in the world mm. even as you see people standing like in front of you smiling they're not smiling they're actually going mm. through a lot so we need to love each other more we need to be there for each yes. other more mm. and uh mm. We need to help each other in any way we can mm. you know try to try to be the preachers of souls you know mm. save a life yeah yeah 
do you feel like church still acknowledges you as a child of God, a born again, or they feel like you betrayed them, you're, you're not born again anymore? Being a child of God is between you and God. Mm. No one can know if you're a child of God or you're not. <laughs> and no one can judge you not to be a child of God. Mm-hmm. Yes, because God is our creator. That's true. Yeah. But do you feel do you feel there's resistance or there's still the acceptance? When you go home and you go to church, do do they look at you different now? You have long dreads, yeah. you have piercings, <laughs> your hands have tattoos, you have bangles, bracelets, and yeah. you you have I'm I'm shocked today not wearing those shorts. shorts there's a, yeah. there's somebody on, on Twitter whose handle is Elijah Chitaka's short shorts. Really? <laughs> I'll show it to you. I saw it. I was like, oh, okay. So you're known for those shorts. I'm wondering, yeah. how does the church feel about Elijah Chitaka when you get into those spaces? I think uh, I think I'm not so much into what the church thinks. Yeah. Like what the church thinks. I'm yeah. too much in being myself at, at the time. Mm. You know? Yeah. I have a relationship with God and it's personal. Mm. Like Like any other any other person, mm. you have a relationship with God alone. God yeah. knows exactly who Sami is. Mm-hmm. No one knows who Sami is. Yes. We just get to understand Sami. Mm. So I feel like I'm just being myself, but it doesn't take me away from being a child of God. Yeah. You know, I still pray to God. God That's does beautiful. everything I do. I can't elevate without God. Mm. Yes. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Elijah, for gracing us with your presence. I know you're a busy man. You had gigs yeah. last night. You had you have gigs today all over the place, being one of the hottest artists right now. I know you had to sacrifice time to be here, and we're honored to have you. Yeah. Thank you for coming, and thank you for loving God. It's And for not, having, not harboring bitterness to the church, because many times artists are like church people. They're no, I, by the way, I love, I love church because church is the most humble. Like, it's, it's a very humble place. Yes. I'm, I'm a bit crazy, but I'm, I'm so humble. You know, you know yeah, me. Yeah, I know you. You know I'm crazy, but you know I'm humble. Yes. Because you know me very well. Yes. So me being humble is from church. Yeah. Every decision I make in the kind of world I, I'm in, mm. I think about it as... You have to consider everything yeah. as a, a Christian from church. Yes. So church has shaped your decision-making even in the different spaces in the marketplace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you so much, Elijah. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you for watching. For those of you that are tuning in on Apple Pods, please share, like, comment. You can leave us a comment and consider how you can support us so we can keep doing this. Go in the comments, DM us, and let's have these conversations, honest conversations. Until next time, we love you. Life be. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in to the Life Be Podcast with Sammy K. Your support means the world to us. Please leave a comment, subscribe, and share to help us grow and continue bringing you valuable content. We appreciate you.